This is Mike Sempervivi from WrestlingObserver.com. Check me out on Wrestling Observer Live every day. And also check out your boys, Rich and James, on One Nation Radio. Woo! He now rocking with One Nation Radio. Welcome to the program. James Boy, Richard Ladder, and a couple friends. With the show for your wrestling needs. Shopping off the wrestler, the IWC. We gon' tell her how it is. We gon' shoot from the hip. If they putting out trash, we gon' rip from the bitch. Make sure that you tweet us and you rate the shows. Tell a friend to tell a friend I'll let's get it on the road. Hey. One Nation Sports. One Nation Sports. One Nation Sports. Welcome to One Nation Radio. And now, here are your hosts, Rich Latta and James Boyd. And thank you for listening. SocialSuitsLights.com. BWB, what's up? Welcome to the October 5th edition of One Nation Radio. James, what's going on, man? Um, Not too much. Uh, another day, another black body in the streets, I guess. Um, yeah, man, it's, it's really... It's almost at a point where it's like you get, you're getting more and more numb to it, like it's a big, gigantic callus where you're just, like, zapped and drained and, like... You do that almost to like to protect yourself from feeling that way of seeing people, you know, like literally die for no good reason. And I don't know, man. Like, what are you, what are your thoughts on it? Well, I'm, I'm at a point where I'm just, I'm well, just like, well, first before like, I, I shake my head and like, and like dismissively, not dismissively, almost like laugh out of grief, yeah. like chuck, like just smirk out of grief. Yeah. But first, before we get to my thoughts, uh, joining us this week from the SMC podcast, Mr. Caleb Baldwin. What's going on, man? Not much, man. I'm here, and uh, I think we started off with a great, um, I mean, it's unfortunate we have to discuss with, or to start with this, but, you know, it's it's necessary. It needs to be said. Um, and I'm not going to be the least bit uncomfortable because, you know, like you guys also, uh, like I had said before, this is just completely messed up and like you said before that's an understatement um me like even you know just as an american citizen i believe in i i this is gonna sound you know cliche but i am a fan of freedom as it were and i'm not necessarily a big fan of uh citizens being gunned down in the street so that's really about all i have to say about that but on a lighter note i am certainly glad to be here for sure, man. Um, so, for those of you guys that are unfamiliar with the story, um, it broke um, today. Um, I found out about it probably about a half hour before, maybe an hour before we uh, started recording today. Uh, Patrick Harmon, 50 years old, Salt Lake City, Utah. He was gunned down by the police um, in the back while try- while attempting to flee from them. Um, now... You know, he was running away from the police, and there is speculation whether he pulled out a knife of some sort. Um, He was still in front of them, I would say, by a good three to five feet. All the cops had weapons drawn. There was no reason they could not subdue him in other means, uh, through other means. And he basically, you know, he was gunned down, shot three times in the back, running away like a dog in the street, and... It's fucked up. It's bullshit. I'm sick and damn tired of seeing these things on video. And the reason we're finding out about it with the video right now is because um, the 
uh, district attorney, I, I think it was a district attorney, um, they decided not to press charges on the cop because they said this, the killing was justified. His name is Patrick Harmon. I challenge you guys to go. Not only, not only, not, not only that, like in the police report, oh, Tom Brady's story interception. Like also in the police report, uh, the guy was noted as saying that it was a, this is a guy that had tours in over over in the Middle East. I don't believe it was either Iraq or, or Afghanistan. I can't remember which one. Where he was quoted as saying it was the scariest situation of his life. That's crazy. A guy and you running see the video, and you're like, that's not even like the scariest thing that I've been involved in, and I ain't go to no damn Iraq. Right. And yeah, um, let's go say it again. Black Lives Matter. Um, moving on, man. Um, I don't want to get, you know, too crazy into it. Uh, if you guys feel free, want, want, like to discuss this with me, you know, you can do so on Twitter at richletter 32 or you can send me a message and I will go into extreme detail, uh, on why this is absolutely ridiculous, but on to some I mean, more. I mean, okay. you should, oh, me. you shouldn't even have to, it's like, it's really simple. Oh, just like, watch the video. Well, it's like, watch the video, like, Whatever, like he's, they're chasing him down after they're running. Like they're in, the, and the sad thing about it is, like there are two other cops there, and the two other cops did their job. Like one cop, I don't know if he actually had a weapon out, but one of them had the stun, had the taser out, ready to shoot him. But there's another guy that's, you know, finger, you know, whatever, scared for his life. He, he, he shoots his, and both he blows his dude, dude away. When it's like. At the worst, like this dude should have been tased, should have been tased up, and then thrown in the back of a jail, thrown in the back of a, of a um, police cruiser, and be in jail because um, he had outstanding warrants. Like that's that should he should be in jail, not dead. Like that, and it's really that simple. And like, I mean, if you have, you know, I don't, you know, I don't. If you say you want to give people, you want to talk to people about, you know, this or whatever, if they have questions or, or feel some difference or whatever. Like, I don't owe you a difference. Like. Like you trying to argue with me against it, or trying to you know have some something other to say than what's you know what's presented in this thing. Like, nah, man, it's not. Well, I say that so I know so I know who's. It's pretty. It's pretty clear cut. Like you know to 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 uh, to paraphrase our president, it's it's pretty black and white. I'm sorry. Our, I'm sorry. Our um secretary. our press secretary is pretty black and white. Yeah, and. And I, I don't, I'm not challenging them in a sense like, you know, I, I'm challenging them to, to bring it so I know who's telling on themselves. So, <laughs> um, yeah, and, it, and it's like you said, it's like it's like a laughter like that you let out like that's filled with all pain. Uh, just watching another one of these uh, things happen. happen. But um, on a lighter note, we're going to talk about uh, WWE Hell in a Cell on, and preview that show and as well as we're going to get into talking about the 2K ratings. Um, this year, <clears throat> sometimes we might hit you a little with a little something different on One Nation Radio. So bear with us. Um, so Hell in a Cell uh, is this Sunday. Two Hell in a Cell matches. Kevin Owens and Shane McMahon in a Hell in a Cell match, where apparently you can go anywhere in the arena, and the Usos and the New Day will be. Maybe in their final chapter, who knows? And then there's a WWE Championship match happening too. So uh, I'm gonna pull the card up. Any Caleb, we'll go to you first. Anything particularly that uh, you are looking forward to uh, on, on this uh, show before we go into big detail? Am I? Uh, yeah, there is uh, one particular possible scenario that I've heard. 
um, that I, I don't really give much credence to because, you know, it's been reported from a quote-unquote source that pretty much exclusively reports news that is always wrong. That's the, uh, I'm not going to name them because I don't want to, you know, cause any hurt feelings. But, you know, they've alleged that, oh, there's a rumor going around that, of all people, Sami Zayn is going to interfere in the main event of uh, Owens and Shane, and he's going to turn heel. Um, now, first off, I want to say part of me is interested to see that happen, but a good 90% of me knows that's not going to happen. Um, also, I'm obviously, I'm very interested in uh, the New Day and the Usos as well. I hope this is their last chapter just because I, I'm a, I've always been of the belief that Hell in a Cell should be used as a feud ender. I don't think uh, feuds should continue after, you know, they've gone to Hell in a Cell. But, you know, those are really the two biggest things that stick out to me on this show. James? Yeah. Um, balls count anywhere, Hell in a Cell. Um, like, on one end, I'm thinking to myself, like, yeah, this, you know... Great, that means they're going to get out to sell, but it's like, I mean, well, geez, even the first match, like every single Hell in a Cell match, except for like a handful, have all ended up outside the cell just about, right? Um, so, like, I guess if I was kind of anywhere, thing doesn't, doesn't really bother me. And, and like, now that I'm thinking of it as, you know, maybe like, you know, I was, like, there, there's really only like one good reason why, like, every single notice qualification isn't falls kind of anywhere. And that's pretty much like, the fact that, you know, depending on where the fall is, like you can't, the crowd can't see it. The entire crowd can't see it. That's why they have you on the elevated, in the elevated ring for, for falls. But I don't know, man, like we'll see what happens with this match. I'm like, I, I just don't want Shane to kill himself. That's all like at this point. And I also don't want Shane to win. That's really my only two things I want. Like don't do anything that's going to kill yourself and don't, you know, win also. So let's go into it a little <laughs> deeper on that. Um, we, I guess we can just start with Shane uh, McMahon versus Kevin Owens. Um, last year, I wrote a column calling for uh, the Hell in a Cell to be abolished because <laughs> these guys are competing with ghosts uh, of the past that they'll never uh, be able to, um, you know, exactly compete with. I'm only shocked that they didn't bring back Mick Foley uh, to, to have him cut a promo and tell somebody their life will be forever changed from going into Hell in a Cell, even though none of them really have to do what he did uh, in that thing and wrestle the next day, especially uh, Shane McMahon, um, who is going to go back into wherever he goes uh, during his long hiatuses. But um, this match, uh, I, I don't have an issue with it happening, especially on, you know, one of these shows. It's not him stealing uh, a position from someone at WrestleMania. Uh, this is like pretty much how I, I think you know the part timers should be used, like to prop up like months where you know you might not have much going on. And I think Kevin Owens has been you know excellent in everything I've seen um, with you know carrying it and looking like a real menace. And this is right up his alley. And that guy's very creative. Uh, what, what do you think about that, Caleb? Oh, yeah, as far as Shane being inside the cell, um, I'm very interested to see that. You know, I mean, we've seen it before, obviously. We know he's going to take some type of huge bump. I'm curious what it is for sure. Uh, as far as, uh, James, I want to address your point about the Falls Count Anywhere stipulation. While, um, I mean, I'm not a fan of them, like, addressing it, but also before, um, this is not the first time where, you know, if this does end up, if the pin ends up outside of the ring, 
this won't be the first time this has happened because if you remember um judgment day 2002 there's a little bit of history for you triple h and chris jericho went up up to the top of the cell and that's actually where the match ended so in that regard i don't mind but yeah say billing it as like a falls count anywhere hell in a cell that does just sound kind of stupid um i will say that like it's like steps on top of steps. Like, all right, we're having like we're having the, like literally the the, the roof, like a roof on a cage, and 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 like falls count anywhere. It's like, well, damn, like double gimmicks. So like, like I've heard somebody say, well, you know, it kind of was a flat finish after you know Shane crashed at WrestleMania 32 and almost killed himself. Then for, for Undertaker to have to literally lift his ass up and drag him back inside the cell to finish the match. Like, yeah, I do get that, but it's like at the same time, it's like. You know, the whole point of, of you know, having Hell in a Cell is to, like, you know, have the match inside the cage and then, like, the added drama of, like, you get out the cage and then what the hell happens as opposed to, oh, it's balls cut anywhere. Oh, of course they're getting out the cage. Oh, of, of course. You know, even, and even, like I said before, it's like, yeah, well, obviously, like, most of the matches end up outside the cage, but, like, that doesn't mean that, like, it should be a foregone, it should be already, like, a given, you know? Mm-hmm. It's like, you know, it's like, it's kind of like, um, you know, for me, it's like when you have a steel cage match and, like, you just know, like, and I guess one thing when, like, yeah, maybe Kane or the Undertaker does, you know, rip open the hole inside, the, inside outside the, the canvas and come in and drag you down and cause you to lose. But, like, this is almost like a given that Undertaker or Kane is underneath the thing ready to drag you to hell. Like, I mean, <laughs> you kind of like, you kind of, you know. Like you're kind of like already like messing with fan, like the fans' expectations on this thing to where like if things don't go the way they see it, like they're go- it's going to be kind of like a set up, a build up, anticipation for a letdown. So we'll see what happens. Like, like I think the match is going to be good, but ultimately it's one of those things where it's like, you know, we'll see how this goes. You mentioned some I, like, of the names, like uh, you, you you don't want Shane McMahon to win. If there okay. is a match that Shane Man is set up to win, could it be this one? If there was ever one for him to win out of the times he's been in these matches, it will be this one. Um, my issue is, you know, and when, when this was happening, you know, start setting up for it looked like they were headed towards Kevin Owens and um, and Shane back, like back before when he started doing the guest ref thing at SummerSlam, you we were like. What's the next pay-per-view? Hell in a Cell? Oh, shit. Here comes Shane. And, you know, the whole thing is like, dude, like, I understand, like, the second they added Shane to the Styles on SummerSlam thing, like, it became, it started to actually feel like a main event, like, draw of a of a, um angle. But, like, I was always worried of, all right, Shane's going to be in these ma- at another match. Eventually, Shane's going to have to win one of these matches to justify him actually, like, being a quote-unquote draw and being a quote-unquote star and not being a geek. So, like, everybody loves Shane and all this and all, the, and all that, but, like, him beating him beating Shane, I'm sorry, him beating Kevin Owens or whoever else he eventually beats, like, the crowd's going to turn on him on some Goldberg, Kevin Owens shit. Like, maybe not to that extent, but, like, it will be, like, his overness will be com- tremendously, like, hampered by the fact that he wins one of these matches. And he has to win one of these matches if you keep putting him in it. So, there lies the issue. Caleb, what what, what do you make of a uh, uh, of a Shane McMahon victory? Um, I wouldn't necessarily be shocked to see it happen. I would certainly be disappointed, 
because and this is just a this is just a small symptom of a problem that they have that the WWE has right now. They're literally not even trying to book toward the future. The reality of the situation is what Shane McMahon's in his late forties, if I'm not mistaken. I want to say he's forty seven. Forty seven. Yep. Okay, so he's not even and add to the fact he's not even like a, a trained like you know no one's ever really considered Shane a real wrestler before. You know if I could you know for lack of a better term. Caleb, I'm sorry to get off your point real quick, but like, did you see him in his brawl uh, uh, last night, or not last night, but Tuesday night? Uh, yes, I did. Like, yes, I did. Uh, and besides how bad his punches look and all that, we've been through that and ad nauseum. And you know, he makes you know, like his punches are terrible. But the thing is, like, the dude was so blown up by doing basically jack shit. He did next to nothing. It was blown up. <laughs> Yeah, it's pretty bad. And it's like, okay, like, maybe it doesn't matter that much that, like, he's going to be blowing up because he's going to be getting his ass kicked for most of the match anyway and whatever. But, like, damn, dude, like, yeah, a couple months ago, like, get some cardio in. What the hell is going on out here? Like, <laughs> they saw these videos of you, of you, you know, you know, sparring, and it doesn't help you punch, but whatever. And then they show you, show you rolling on the mat with people, like, like, you know, boxing and, and, and sparring and, and rolling on the ring, like, in, tuss- in the tussle game, like, that involves a lot of cardio. Like, what's going on to where, like, what's going on here? So, Shane, when, when are we going to see Shane hitting the five-mile run? You know, when, when are we going to see him, you know, you know, just wiping, you know, the shoes off after getting it done, you know, after a hard day of road work? Like, I don't <laughs> like, <laughs> I don't, yeah, the man, the man looks like Brock Lesnar. Literally. Oh, well, man. They... <laughs> you you might have a point there, but here's the thing. At least Brock Lesnar's like 300 pounds. Correct. Like, what, what's Shane's excuse? I guess he's old. Maybe that's, <laughs> that's, that's the I, only that's, excuse. I was going to say that's the only real excuse he would have. Um, they need to, you know, recast the angle, but, you know, do the video of him chasing the chicken in, like, Connecticut or wherever. Have Daniel Bryan play the role of Shane? Be like, get the chicken, Shane. Get the oh, chicken. Man. Keep Daniel Bryan far away from be. this. Look, keep Daniel oh. Bryan away from this, this this sorcery. Like, we're, we're keeping Daniel Bryan <laughs> under the radar so they forget about him. So when uh, twelve months rolls around, he can just go right away, and then he could headline Wrestle Kingdom thirteen against Okada. So <laughs> you know, that's that's and the only battle twenty uh, twenty eighteen against Cody. Yeah, you know that'll happen as well. Yes. Um, so let's go on to the other Hell in a Cell match. Uh, the New Day will be taking on the Usos in an Uso Penitentiary. Ma- I mean, another Hell in a Cell match. Uh, Tag Team Tornado. Uh, they are finally inside that cell in the Uso Penitentiary. Um, this, for my money, you could a, gr- a great argument is there that this is the feud of the year in the ring. Like, yes, everything they've done yep. has clicked. It has shown the New Day to be phenomenal wrestlers in their own rights, a lot to go with their long run of just being entertaining and being, you know, innovators. And now they found a team with the Usos who they wrestled before, but the alignments were were switched. So it didn't quite, you know. Well, here's the thing. They had matches that were great, but the thing was, like, a lot of them, like, for example, the TLC match they had in 2014 or 15. I can't remember which year. I can't get me a year straight. Yeah, I think it was 15. 
Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, like that had like uh, the lucha in booties in there, as uh, Copa like to call them, the lucha booties. Yeah. Were, were the so that's rude. Like, I mean, that's what Copa called it. Oh, okay, never mind. Okay, yeah, that's what Copa called them, the lucha booties. I, I mean, I'm just sticking with the gimmick. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. yeah, like I mean, you know, the Selena Del Sol through the ladder was like one of the most ridiculous things I've ever seen in my life in a wrestling ring. Like, pray to God Shane don't try to don't get any ideas. But um, yeah, like they've had matches like oh, uh, you know, they've had matches with like multiple teams where like those two teams were involved, but they never. This is their final first go round where like it's literally just them. I mean, um, and they're and they're able to and there's no restrictions on what they're able to do really. Like, it's, it's almost like, you know, after all these years, like, they're like, yeah, you know, four-time champs, four-time champs, like, one of our biggest money makers here, one of our best promo acts right here, one of the best, uh, you guys together had one of the best uh, TV segments of the year. You've had, what, they had three of the best matches of the year. Like, we're finally going to let you guys, you know, give you the keys, let you guys get, get like, the big, get the big deal. Like, this, yeah, like, this could, in theory, be, like, when we look back at it years from now, like this could be like the new age version of the TLC match for, for like what it did for, you know, the Hardys and Christian and the Dudleys, whatever, as far as like, they're always remembered as far as like, they did this crazy match. No one's ever really done it or whatever. Or, I mean, then the first one I'm doing it was this blow away match or whatever, because there were four, there were multiple bodies in there. And it was teams. And like, these teams actually had a history. So it meant something like this could be, like this could be like, the, the, the thing that caps them off and puts them over the top of, like, say, Braun Strowman and Roman Reigns as far as, like, the in-ring feud of the year. Like, this could be, like, the deciding uh, thing that pushes it. So, like, I'm really excited for Sunday. Okay, well, what do you think about this uh, this match? Uh, I am very excited for this match. I love this entire feud. Um, when I was at Money in the Bank back in June, I saw, I saw the first match they had, and I was like, damn, that's really good. I wonder, you know... The only way they can really top this is, you know, if they have a finish next time. And then, you know, they, they, yeah. And then they they go to Battleground in Philly and they have a finish. It's fucking awesome. You're like, okay, that's great. Um, I wonder if they're going to continue the feud. And if they do, how are they going to top it? And then they go to SummerSlam. They top it again. You, you know, you leave yourself thinking, how are they going to top this? They do it again on SmackDown a few weeks back in vegas and you know again you ask yourself okay like how are they going to top it but then and now you're saying we know there's like a 90 percent chance they're going to top the previous effort effort and um yeah i would say right now this is you know like james said for me this is neck and neck with braun and roman for feud of the year so i am very much very much excited to see this match happen yeah man um yeah, and it almost Sorry, go ahead. Yeah, I was just going to say, like, you know, the fact that, you know, the four of them are going to get in that Hell in a Cell, and I don't know who's going to be left out on the New Day side, probably Xavier, but maybe Kofi even. But these well, guys... You know, well, Xavier even, is Xavier even healthy after his knee situation? I'm not sure. Um, Just just saying, like, these four, like, it's amazing they're all going to get this opportunity, and... The uh, the only uh, tag team cell match I can remember it was like the Triple H and Shawn Michaels against the uh, Legacy, and they yes. kept they kept uh, Triple H out of it for like a long time. So if they if they do something where it's just four two on two tornado style in there and it's just a car crash and 
just knowing how these guys are gonna gonna be motivated to, as Caleb said, like top all the rest of their matches. We are about to get a match of the year contender right here. Bargain fuck finish. You're right. Like, you know, like what if you know, like Kane comes out from underneath the ring. Well, what if a hologram of Bray Wyatt shows up as soon as the New Day's about to win? <laughs> what if Bray Wyatt actually brings his fat body out there? Yes, he teleports shows. He brings his fat body out there and jumps out through the light. I don't think I've ever been more bad at a finish than that uh, than that Hell in a Cell between Dean Ambrose and, and Seth Rollins. Really? I, mean, yes. I, mean, I, I think that might be the most mad thing I've like the most mad like finish I've. I've been at a the most mad I've been at a finish in like the last like three years. I think that might be it. But I, will, I, I may be wrong. I will uh see your uh Rollins and Ambrose in the cell and I will raise you Ambrose and Bray Wyatt in TLC where Ambrose oh. is guy who should unplug a TV <laughs> before you throw it at someone. That didn't make me as mad. That did not make me as mad. Because here's the thing, that was like the second ma- that was like their second. Um, by that point, I had a check down on that feud because like the first, the first uh, pay per view match, like the whole thing is like it's almost like uh, Kane and Triple or Kane and Cena's embrace the hate feud from like early 2012, where it's like you know I, I dare you know I, you need to stick it to your inner demons and this other shit, and then like and it's like well you're talking to a, a fucking drifter or a, a vagrant a, a transient on the street like yeah you hand me a chair I'm gonna hit you with this fucking chair bow at SummerSlam or Survivor Series he's with the chair and then the next month like then they have the fuck finish with the, with the exploding LCD screen flat screen so like I was already checked out of that feud because I was already like okay another Bray Wyatt feuds are all the same I was even, even back then, yeah, I was back then. Point. so but like I, but the thing was Dean Ambrose and Seth Rollins was such a good, uh, fuck that, not good, great feud. Yes. And then, like, that was the blow-off, and they made a vented over uh, Randy Orton and, and John Cena, and they had a really good, um, and those two, you know, Cena and Orton had a really good Hell in a Cell um, match on that show, and they made a vented with that. And, like, they're in the middle of having a match, like, actually, like, oh, we're headed towards four stars, we're headed towards a definitive classic, and then, like, they're like, nah, fuck that. And then, like, it was also continuing, like, start, it was started up the streak of, like, Ian Ambrose as a singles wrestler on pay-per-view, like, could never fucking win. Like, he went on, like, an over forever streak. And it was like, yeah. this, dude, this dude was hot. This dude was one of those points where he was super-duper hot. And, like, you could have, like, you know, if Kate, just in case the Roman Reigns thing doesn't work out, you can have a guy that could be, you know, the next guy. He's like, no, nah, let's beat him. Fuck him. Yep. <laughs> it, it reminded me of, like, uh, Ryback in 2012 when they just kept oh. beating him like a drum. Oh, poor Ryback. <laughs> it was funny. Poor big Rick, guy. Uh, because the, uh, the first fall of 2013 was in Tampa. Like, so that's, like, the that's the show that has uh, the, the very last, like, Roman, uh, the very last Ryback CM Punk title match. It was the ladder match where the Shield came and interrupted and then later oh, in the show, yeah. later in the show, uh, Rock's there, and then CM Punk's there, and he shoots the, you know, your, your arm's too short to box with God line. So, yeah. like, yeah, we, rem- we surely remember how many times Ryback got fucked. Yes. 
<laughs> um, speaking of getting fucked, we've all been getting fucked with Jinder Mahal's title reign. Uh, and he'll be uh, defending the WWE Championship, or the 1.3 Championship, uh, against Shinsuke Nakamura uh, in a match that's not in the Hell in a Cell. Um, gentlemen, um, I'm going to go ahead and, and, and uh, make a, a ridiculous prediction. And, you know, those of you that listen to the One Nation Live... Um, uh, you know, you you guys are know what I'm about to say. WWE has heard our complaints. Jinder Mahal uh, title matches all in the same way. This week, it stops. What other way could they cool Shinsuke Nakamura down even more to give him than to give okay. him a clean loss to the modern day mediocrity? Ah, ah, a ah. clean loss. Oh my god! I look. You, you want to know what I think is going to happen? A clean loss. It's not. No, that's. I don't think it's going to happen. I think it'll be another garbage finish for uh, for gender. But I think instead of the, you know, I have you, I have you beat. Uh, geeks, geeks align. Get in there. I beat up the geeks. I turn around and I eat your your finisher and get pinned. I think they're gonna. Uh, I think they're gonna go in a similar approach to uh, Battleground for the Punjabi Prison. I think I'm pretty sure that they're oh gonna God. bring back out the Punjabi Playboy. Oh my and, God! Uh, I'm blanking on his name right now. Great Khali. I think I think Great Khali's gonna come out here and fuck Jim, and gonna fuck Nakamura. I think that's what's gonna happen. Oh my God! <laughs> uh, <laughs> now, now, you are you, like, you are not on the SMC podcast, so feel free to let uh let let's let it out, you know, about Jinder Mahal. Okay, we won't well, we won't judge you here, you know. <laughs> okay, well, you know, I feel like uh, at times on SMC, I feel like a Republican on CNN or a Democrat on Fox. Whatever way you want to look at it. And sometimes I feel like I'm being silenced, like I'm being oppressed by Carl and Rance, but I feel, you know, whatever. Um, Shouts out to y'all, boys. Anyway, what I'm going to say, every defense I have ever heard of Jinder Mahal is, well, he gets heat. Well, he gets heat. Like, well, what about, like, his wrestling is, like, not good, and they're like, well, that doesn't matter, because he gets heat. I'm like, well, it's, you know, it's like, it's apathy. And like, well, he gets heat. Thing, I'm like, right? but like, what about that? What if, what about that? Oh, oh, go ahead. Yep. But like, the, the thing that gets me is like, do y'all not recognize like that there's differences in heat and like there's heat that'll draw and there's heat that won't and that's not drawing because like we can like you you get the same reports and read the same reports that we see like that saying like business is down, like ticket sales are down, viewership is down, like India has, India's gone down, like all, all of this is certain, all this is certain shit. Like it's, we have enough evidence at this point to realize it, to know that this has been a fucking mistake. No, no shading yeah. is due because no shading is due because it, like if right now if they had started from the night after WrestleMania and made it a champion at SummerSlam, I'd be this one probably make up. They probably wouldn't feel this fucking terrible. But yeah. They literally hot shot the hot shot the title to to the Brooklyn Brawler. Like, <laughs> what the fuck do you think was gonna? What the fuck do you think was gonna happen? You fucking idiots! Like, yes. you deserve you deserve whatever bad happens to you. Yeah, yep. like never um, in the history of the business yeah, has has there been more of like you know we're we're gonna put these dudes on top without a uh, being without any shred of an evidence that they've been a draw anywhere in the world, like <laughs> anywhere in the world, you like nowhere. And, and this is what, what, yeah. what happens. 
like every like I said, every defense I've heard of, of gender is all he gets heat. But you know, like I feel like after three months, no, no, fuck, almost six months now, I can determine. You know, you know, I I have enough of a sample size to determine. You know, is this X Pac heat or is this real heat? This is definitely X Pac heat. This isn't. No, no, no. That's an that's an injustice to X Pac heat. This is gender Mahal heat. That's what it is. Like, if there's one thing worse than X Pac heat, it's gender Mahal heat. The one thing gender Mahal is best at, he is not best at talking. He is not best at um, wrestling. He is not best. You know, his presence is you know whatever. He's a big jack dude, and that's that's be cool. Fly. You know, I'll give him he's got that. that going for him. I'll give him that. I, I wrote won. a column this week. Uh, I was like, gender Mahal's fly. Like, you got to give him that. That's about it. Yeah. Yeah, he looks good in a suit. That's for sure. But, you know, that's cool. Um, the one thing he is best, this is like saying, oh, so-and-so is best at batting 200. <laughs> like, that, he's batting 200. Doesn't like, matter. Yeah. And Jinder Mahal, okay. like, Jinder Mahal is, like, he's a, at this point, he's almost below the Mendoza line. Jeez. And, you know, when you get below the Mendoza line, you get the hell off of uh, you get the hell out of the majors. That's all I'm saying. Uh, okay, so since you, you brought up baseball, I'm assuming you know who Billy Bean is, right? In Moneyball, right? Yes. Yeah. So yes. It, it's so funny that like, and I, and I and I feel like we're now we're just all ganging up on on gender. I, I think it's probably like the most negative like gender segment we've ever done on on this show. But I feel whatever. like there's had to be another one. But go ahead. Nah, because you know I'm not. I've never been like this is like I've always been like yeah they made a mistake they they like this ain't on gender this is on the company and I still feel that way because it's cl- totally is is you know what they've done with them is like been fucking atrocious. But um, the thing the thing is like okay so uh, do you see the movie Moneyball? Yes. Okay, so remember the scene when like he's in there with his, with his uh his group of scouts and he's talking about like yeah you know uh, four tool athlete. Uh, you know, it looks like he, he looks like he can hit with power or whatever, and then he's just like, Can he get on base? And then like goes to the next guy, yeah, you know, guy, you know, rocket on my arm, great glove. Uh, you know, I don't know if he's gonna have any power at all. Can he get on base? And he goes to keeps going down the line. It's like everything can he get on base? Can he get on base? And literally everything about the gender thing is like is like it doesn't matter about the look, it about when it comes to WB like they don't give a damn about whether or not someone's gotten over at a different place or whatever, or if they got over even on the developmental, like, can they just replicate what got them over? Because, you know, that's generally what happened when guys were going from territory to territory. It's the same shit they always did, except they brought it to the, they brought it to a different stage. Like, you know, so like the thing is like, they'll bring these people up or whatever from NXT or forever else. And they'll, it'll make them be different than what they were before. And it's like, Dude, don't worry about that other shit. Or they'll try and push somebody like how they're pushing the Drifter right now because he has the look. Because he has the look, he looks like a WWE superstar, but like the ring presence in there, and he cuts the same promo every single week and whatever. So it's like, dude, like I don't care about the look. I don't care about like I don't even necessarily care about the ring. The ring work at this point, like can the motherfucker get over? Like can the dude get over? Like <laughs> has he has he shown anything that shown the, like has he ever shown anything that he can get over? Like. And I understand, like, Braun Strowman just got himself over after, like, a, after a month of, after a year worth of, or two years worth of a, of a protected push. But that was two years of protected push. Like, they at least 
aimed at doing something to, to get over with. Like they've done, they've done shit for gender, and they're like, oh, I, you know, I figured, you, you know, this will open up a brand new market for us over overseas. Why the fuck would you think that? That what yeah, that done? doesn't make. Done? Let let me let me pile on here from a different perspective. If you try to tap into India, why are you turning their loan? Why are you making their loan representative a heel? Because they're trying to. They, like, why are you, you know pushing why? him as a heel? Because you know they know why? he's not good they enough wanted, to be a babyface. You know why? Because they think that because one. one this, you look at the track record of this company the last three, four years. They can't build a baby face for shit. So they're like, well, oh, they know how to push his heels, so let's make him heel. So like, I don't, I'm not really that bent up about that part. But the thing for me is like, if you're going to make somebody the foreign heel that gets booed on the, you know, in America, but is a baby face, you know, at the homeland, is like, cool, fine, but like, can we do a better job of this? Like. Can we, like, give him some real wins? Like, you know, to give him some credibility? Like, can he actually, like, you know, beat Nagamore? Can he actually really beat Randy, or Randy Orton clean? It's just fucking Randy Orton. Randy Orton's, a mid, Randy Orton's like a bottom of the mid-card guy right now. Like, who gives a shit what he's doing with, with, uh, with Rusev right now? Like, he's literally, they protected. came out. Weren't they, in the de- weren't they in the death segment on 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 Tuesday? <laughs> Rusev and Orton? They were. I want to yes, say they, they were. were. Like so, what? Like that? Randy, so the dude that's your, that you that you were able to put, you want to put the belt on, like he can't even get a beat off, he can't even get a win, a clean win over Randy Orton, really? Okay. And then a non-title match a couple like a month ago, like Orton got his win, got one win back on the dude, and I was like, well, what the fuck? Like <laughs> helping helping the hurting here, helping the hurting. Yeah, this, man. Give us company a- has fucked that dude, and, and, and it's been really bad. Like that dude had. One, he was behind eight balls, and then they made it even worse. They made it worse and worse every single week by giving them lame promos to do, and they think it's heat. It's not heat. It's apathy. Or it's us saying, like, hey, bro, this is racist. What are you doing? Yeah. Uh- <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's, that's wow. Uh, yeah, also, uh, then the, you know, gender is just one part of the problem for SmackDown. The biggest part of the problem, and we've, we've uttered his name before on here, one Brian Armstrong what you are writing, Road Dog. What you are writing is causing product to the point where. Repeat that one more time. You, you actually roboted out, Caleb. Style. Repeat that one more time because you actually ro- you, you roboted for a second. Repeat that one more time. Oh shit! Okay, so yeah, the, the biggest problem for SmackDown isn't actually gender. Uh, you know, he's just on symptom. The biggest problem is Road Dog and his writing. You know, and it is a problem whether you know people want to admit it or not. It certainly is a problem, especially when you see SmackDown, you see how they film the show, and you know nowadays they can only film one side of the arena because the other side is empty. Yeah. That's a problem. Like I'm watching yeah. SmackDown. I'm I'm watching what some people considered the A show last year, and it's been like an impact. Man. Yeah, man. That's a problem. Yeah, the the A show it is no longer. Anyone saying that I I really I don't know what type of type it, of dope y'all doing, D-show. but you know. Um yeah, man, we, we should probably remember, like, continue. No, so you remember when I said to you after yeah, after like Elimination Chamber, I said to you, after WrestleMania, one of the two, I said to you yeah, man, like, 
if I wasn't if, like if I didn't know that like Rand that like Vince is okaying all the ideas for both shows equally, like I would swear that Vince like yeah I'm sabotaging SmackDown. Fuck this. I'm not letting this happen again. Like I'm not letting this show outshine on my main show that most people watch anyway. I'm not doing that. So, um, like you look up and you're like, okay, well they did switch. You know, like Pritchard. Like when they were talking about, for example, the uh, the Heyman when Heyman was, take, was over uh, in, char- in charge of in charge, quote unquote, of uh, SmackDown, he said that like both writing teams wrote on both shows equally, and then like I was like that sounds like bullshit to me, but whatever. He like who am I to say whatever to him? But like after this and seeing like like once they switch writing teams, like what happened is like all right, like you can tell me that like. They, you know, that they're both that both teams are writing on the same on, on both shows, but like it clearly don't feel that way because like the second they switched out um, SmackDown's main writer with Road Dog and moved him to Raw, Raw got a whole hell of a lot better as a weekly product, and SmackDown has has suffered ever since. Like, so I'm not like something's up. You know, like, I, I got... don't know what it is, but something something seems up. You know, I got old country beef with Road Dog, so you know, anytime y'all y'all wanna y'all wanna talk about Road Dog, that's cool with me. But um, <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm just, whatever. Like, yeah, I, I'm done with Road Dog. I, I feel like we'll have much more to give him next week, though. Um, let's see what Probably else we got on here. So yeah. Oh, so guys, I have a question. What will your thoughts uh, be if? What will your thoughts be if? On gender versus Nakamura, if at some point, for some reason, God knows why, the cell drops in the middle of the match. What would your thoughts be on on that? I don't know. Like, I wouldn't have an issue. Why? With that. I, I wouldn't have an that, issue that, with that it. That would be my process. Yeah, my thought process would probably just be like, a, "Why is this happening? What's what's going on? Like, well, what's the well, deal this- here?" Well, what I would say is, one, it leaves intrigue as to who the hell let the thing down um, as, as far as, like, who will be the next opponent for whoever else. And then, two, um, like, out of all three matches, like, the only match that really did, that most is, that will most deserve a cell be given that, like, somebody got screwed with their title because a motherfucker is cheating all the time would be gender having to fight for real without, um, without the Singh brothers coming out here to bump around for them. All right, check this out. The, oh, real, here, before, here's some heat for you rich, before okay. we get rich rich real quick before we go on i do want to say one way or another nakamura is going to win at hell in a cell whether it's via dq and he doesn't win the title or if he pins him and wins the title or submission or what what have you nakamura is going to go on the winner's docket i'm just not certain in what capacity i will say that there there could be a situation now that you mentioned lowering the cell where this where somehow they have one of the Singh brothers lower the cell. Nakamura is chasing the other one. It drops and he gets counted out because he can't get back in the ring. Oh my god! Oh, I mean, he might. If that's the case, uh. Nakamura might as well just pack his bags and go back to Japan and like live his life in, in peace. Yeah, because like he'll be dead. He'll just like. That is that is like stage four. Murder your that baby is stage face. Four Jim Cor- no, that is just stage four Jim Cornette plate full of piss. Now, like, hear me out. <laughs> what if they do that? Like a big smuck. Well, yeah. 
What if they do that? They have the cell drop by one of Singh Brothers, and you know, like right before it goes down, like Nakamura like tosses the other Singh Brother out, and you get Jinder and Nak like truly one on one. They could do that as well. I'm just saying. Never know. Never know. The, the the possibilities are endless. They can fuck it up a million ways. Yes, they are. Yeah, there are a billion ways that could mismanage this match. I'm just saying. But yeah, uh, let's move on. Uh, the women's championship: uh, Natalia versus Charlotte. Charlotte is a babyface. Uh, apparently, she tapped out uh, this week for some strange reason. Yes. Uh, yes. Yeah. Explain it to me because I didn't see it. Okay, so for for the listener, so um, every so so I wasn't actually intending to uh, do the show today. I didn't think we we're actually going to do a show. We, me and Rich, uh, thought process on doing shows is pretty like impromptu, except for on Sundays. Like that's just, that's schedule regimented but uh i i thought okay it's thursday night football patriots versus bucks you know uh, you know whatever i'm gonna check that out i'm watching it right now while we're doing the podcast but i figured all right i'm gonna i'm actually able to watch this my full attention so rich calls me and we're talking about you know what we uh, let off the show with as far as just you know our initial visceral uh reactions to it and then he's like you want to do a podcast and i and i think my point i think i pretty much said like for what and he's like, well, you know, we can talk about, you know, the show or whatever and the go-home show. And I was like, oh, yeah, I forgot. Like, forgot that, like, Charlotte and and, and um, Baron Corbin losing as challengers for titles, like, made me white, blind, like, blindly blind rage. Like, so I was like, oh, yeah, let's run the podcast because I have to tell you how fucking stupid this was. So you need to tell me that in this time where, like, we are dying and struggling and we are just, like, at a loss to try to find any, like, baby face or any sort of credibility, and Charlotte comes back um, after, you know, pretty much not, you know, turning heel or, or doing anything to turn face uh, after she got the SmackDown roster and was aimless, he comes back after, you know, her dad, you know, basically cheats death again. And, you know, she's people are happy to see her because, you know, and everything, and, like, she gets she wins her title match and she was, like, She's already the, she's biggest star they they built in, in a decade as the woman's as a woman uh, wrestler. So it's like it is obvious that like yeah you know she's a she's a legitimate challenger. She just won her uh, this match for contendership makes perfect sense. So they get to the go home show in a tag match with Becky, and she and you know generally speaking what we do in these things are you know to set up the fact this person's legitimate challenger. And I know Rich doesn't like this, but you have the challenger get a pinfall or submission on the champion to build interest and intrigue that a title change could, in fact, happen. That's WWE's MO forever. What you don't want to do, and if that's not what you want to do, fine, find something else to do, or, you know, let her, let, you know, it's a tag match, let Charlotte get a W over the person that's not in the top, that's not the champion or whatever. So you still say that Charlotte, Charlotte's team beat, the champions team or Italia's team, whatever. Let's see what happens come Sunday. No, that's not what they did. They had the champion, the heel champion, tap out the babyface challenger on the go home to show to the fucking pay per view. So why should I give a shit what happens now? Like, why should I give a fuck? Why should I watch? Why should I, watch, why should I spend money? Ain't, ain't gonna be no title change. She beat this woman when there were no stakes. Now she, <laughs> now she's a champion. She don't even have to reach. She have to reach in because. And show the heart of a champion to beat this woman. She's already beat her. No one has to dig deep. She already beat this woman. She didn't have to try that hard. Who gives a shit? Seriously, Rich. 
Caleb, anybody want to tell me why this makes why they, why they did this or why this makes any sense? <sighs> even as, well, even if you want to hear that was advocates for me. All right, check what? this out. Here is. The, the, okay, the, yeah, oh, go, go ahead, Rich. The, the only the only thing I can think of is, is Charlotte is winning this title and getting cash on in on immediately, and they're keeping Charlotte and Natalia flat even for that feud, and Charlotte will go in to um, challenging Carmella, who will you know be with James Ellsworth with the championship. That's the only thing I can think of. Caleb? You are, but, but, you are spot on. You are spot on. Here's the thing. Natalia, the, is, Natalia is not winning on Sunday. So in the, okay. in the mindset of the WWE writer, they want to keep things even. They want to get both people over. That's their rationale. In reality, that doesn't really get anyone over, but okay. whatever. Right. Exactly. So my thing about that is like, okay, so you want to keep it even so that they both have title claims. Like, you know what the title claim Natalia would have even if she had lost on on, on, uh, on Tuesday was? She's the champion. The automatic, the automatic rematch. rematch. Thank you. So why would you do this? Like, you're so stupid. Like, you're so dumb. James, James, please, please don't, please don't yell at me. I don't write the show, sir. Look, look, don't use your logic. Like, <laughs> no, we'll have none of that. Dude, I was so furious when this happened. Like, I don't like. It was. It, it's not even like this is like the end of the world. It's not going to kill Natalia. It's not going to kill the belt. It's not going to kill Charlotte. Whatever and Charlotte, you know, and, and you know how we how you look at you watching up WWE wrestling. Like our all of our Sundays are all three of us pretty much assumed that Charlotte's going to win on on Sunday, correct? I would think so. Yes, and then get cashed in on, right? Well, cashed in on or, or otherwise, like we all think that Charlotte's going to win on Sunday. So because yes. they always look to where you, you beat down, you know, you beat down whoever else, and then like they win because whatever. So I, but like. It was just, it was almost like a crystallizing, like, like, it just, I, I know they, they've done a bunch of stuff worse this year, plenty of stuff worse, but this one just, like, just really, it's like, sent me off the edge. I was like, are you fucking kidding me? You idiots, you morons. Like, imagine You if, can't do anything. Like, imagine if they had, you know, like, like, not both people in every match, you know, wrestle a match and beat someone, but at least one of, of the, of the uh, folks that are, you know, fighting in a, in a match, like, Nakamura should have, like, beat somebody. Like, wrestled a, a guy. But, okay, yeah, you know, he's building momentum. They should have gave General Mahal a win against someone else. Like, like, wouldn't that, like, just make the matchups more appealing? Be like, okay, yeah, they're, these guys are picking off, you know, whoever. Why? What are they doing? I don't know, man. Like, why does Charlotte have to take the pin at all? Or the submission at all? yeah. Yeah, well, I, I, I can't. I can't justify that. that. Well, according to y'all, it's a half 50-50 booking, and so and so Natalia has championship claims for when uh, Charlotte when she loses the belt to, Char- to Charlotte, and then Charlotte gets cashed in on a triple threat match, as if like you know, there's no championship rematch. But whatever. Like I, I don't know, man. I thought it was fucking moronic. Whatever. There's also a United States Championship match. Uh, AJ Styles is oh, camped yeah. out oh, in the boy. corner. AJ Styles is camped out in the corner with that championship, uh, <laughs> far away from relevance, and <laughs> he he will be taking on uh, the the bag of mediocrity himself, um, uh, the dumpster fire. Uh, what other nicknames uh, are there for this guy? You know how they, you know how people call like uh, how people are balling or stunning. Maybe they saying I'm you know I'm stunning these broke boys. Yes. Can we call? Can we start calling Baron Corbin a ball boy? God damn it! 
on these like, this bald boy. Yeah, oh, that man, a bald boy. Yes. Wow. Just want, like, can't we? Is it, or is that too mean? Well, how about we just call him a no, bum? A, a bumski. How about we call him that? <laughs> All right, whatever. How about you know? How about we call him someone who is uh, undeserving of such a good theme song? Just saying. You've been talking about this, Caleb. All right, I haven't listened to the whole song yet. I love that theme song, man. I love it. I love the sound. It's not necessarily for everyone, but I love the sound of it. Like, okay, my thing is this, right? For me personally, right? Well, you have theme music. Um, and I thought, and personally, I thought his first theme music was fine. I didn't think it was great. I thought it was fine. I thought, you know, when he first came out with the new music without the vocals, I thought it was, I thought it was really, really awful. I thought like, wow, they're, they're, they have really had a real string of stinger stinkers as far as new interest music. But when they added the vocals to it, I was like, okay, it's less bad. But like I said, less bad, like the, the drums on that thing, like, okay, and like, I'm not the biggest metal head in the world, but like. Like I list, I like I got P I, I got P O D no I'm sorry I got System of a Down, um it, you know on you know in the database I got Metallica in the database I got some seven um some events sevenfold in the in the um in the database like those drums on that shit are so weak and like for me like that shit can't fill a, a gigantic stadium like it, it just feels naked and bare and like. And nothing hits, and there's no like, there's nothing like it just sounds like dull. And it's like, I mean, I guess it, I guess it, you know, being that it's dull, it matches like the wrestler, but still, like, <laughs> can, can we get more something more dynamic? Like, like, can we like beef up these drums on this fucking thing, please? I mean, that's not a bad idea, but. I don't know. Regardless of your criticism, I still enjoy the song, and I'm gonna. Okay. Yeah, what was you talking about, James? <laughs> I mean, everybody's talking about singing, but like, I'm just like, my God, this thing is so like hollow. Yeah, man. Uh, and speaking of hollow, uh, AJ Styles is continuing to wear the uh, United States Championship uh, as the real world champion, but at the same time carrying bumskis. Um, it, am I like? Am I bad for saying, hey, can AJ Styles just, just lay down like Jeff Jarrett in this match and say, say get this fucking title off of me? What's he going to do after that, then? I don't know. Fight Dolph Ziggler. Fight, you know, fight, fight Bobby Roode. Fight Rusev, you know? Fight someone, fight someone good. If he did this, wouldn't he uh, drop it to Booker T later that same night, though? Isn't that what would happen? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> if he was like Jeff Jerry, yeah. Uh but but Yes. Yep, yep. Um yeah, Styles and Corbin He's gotten respectability out of Corbin in the past in multi man match situations. Uh let's give him that. Yeah. Um Yeah. But yeah, this is I don't care. <laughs> you you have no hey, reason w- to care. Look, WWE really has successfully don't. made me not care about an AJ Styles pay-per-view match. What the fuck is going on? Yeah, like, they've done a lot of weird stuff. Like, a lot. Like, it's just... Like, the whole thing, the whole TV feud is like, okay, uh, Corbin wants a title shot, and so does Ty Dillinger, so... Like they get their title shots and they basically are getting each other's way and cost each other 
Um, there's chance that Tyler's and AJ's is like whooping these dudes, but it's like knocking out all bums. Uh, yeah, it's like okay, so like so AJ's basically like feuding with two dudes and like are clearly below his level. Like like why don't y'all just you know y'all settle y'all thing on this side and then y'all come to, to and holler at AJ at a, at a proper title match like. It's almost yeah, it's like it almost got like it's almost like they when they have a teenager and it's a wedding and it's time for reception and when like there's no there's really no place to put like a fifteen year old or a thirteen year old at like what at the adult table that's not really like appropriate. So like the thirteen year old is like stuck at like the the kiddies table at the wedding reception. And like that's what AJ feels like right now. It's like Yeah. Yeah, man, like, we really don't... Yeah, how about this? How about you basically, like, you know, babysit these kids for us for the next, like, two hours at this reception because, like, we have nothing better for you to do. Because <laughs> oh, we man. thought we... It, it's really weird. It's really weird. Um, Like, I seriously wonder, like, what's next for Baron Corbin, Baron Corbin and AJ after? It's like, please don't tell me, like, they're going to continue feuding. I would hope this is a one-off. Um... I'd rather see AJ Styles fight, you know, Rusev, uh, Dolph Ziggler, um, anyone else uh, on the roster uh, that's a heel almost. Uh, aside from, how about this? Yeah. How about this? Seeing that they've had a bunch of matches already, and that uh, Ziggler's a geek, why not? Like, you know, you have Bobby Roode, um, and you have AJ. Like after this, after they get rid of their two like anchors that they're that they're infused with. How about they have a, a good old TNA feud for the for the United States title, and it involves a good old fashioned by the rule heel turn on AJ. You can ride with that. I, that would get me interested in watching SmackDown. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that, that would be interesting. But I think they're going to get to. Uh, I don't know. I think they're going to get to Bobby Roode's heel turn in the most boring way possible. To be honest with you, <laughs> but it's definitely coming. Yeah, what else we got on here? Uh, we've got uh, by Rude and Dolph Ziggler. Um, Dolph Ziggler has you know done all these entrances over the month. Uh, he's a living embodiment of those YouTube videos where they change the wrestlers' entrances uh, to match the themes. And, and you know some of it was enjoyable. Other times it was cringeworthy. Um, Dolph Ziggler. It all led to Bobby Roode the whole time. And WWE is subconsciously telling you this guy, Bobby Roode, is just a guy with an entrance. Uh, <laughs> which is, like, the thing you don't want to say about him because some people really think that. And Well, I mean, that's, like, like I hate to, you know, you know, stray from the pack here, but, like, aside from his entrance, he's not glorious. I mean, like, he's above average, but he's not... Right by any stretch of the imagination. I'm with you. I, I was like, I was, I was texting this to, in, uh, you know, different group threads. Like, yo, this dude's just a dude with an entrance. Like, and you know, he wrestles like, you know, cool matches. Like, he doesn't do anything flashy or, or exciting or anything. But you know, the entrance is way more over than anything. And, and the theme music, and it was like that from day one. Like, there wasn't like this, you know, other insurance to go with it. But. I, I find it interesting. Like, I, I just hope he wins. You know, I, I hope he wins. Or he's fucked. You know, like, you hope he wins. He's fine, Dolph. You know, good and damn well he's winning. 
I mean, he's probably going to win, but there's a story you could tell if he did lose. I'm just saying. I'm not saying you well, should do that by, by any stretch of the imagination, but I'm just the saying story there's a story. You oh, no, you have him go on a losing streak, and, you know, you have him be suitably humbled and realize he's he's not glorious anymore, and he's got to earn <laughs> his way back. Bobby whatever. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and uh, you get you get you get simpy on him because yeah, people are like, "Oh man, he's humbled. He's humbled. I, okay. I like him." Okay, so you want a brand new star to get beat to get beat like a drum and have to do a redemption story when we don't even know this guy. And and, and oh, let me finish. And while his whole entire gimmick, he comes out like he's fucking Ric Flair. What was happening about Ric Flair? <laughs> Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He he won quite a bit. Yeah. But, Lucy um, run. I don't like. I don't want to see that happen. I'm just okay. saying that just could wonder. happen. Like that's oh, the God. like the best of a bad situation is all I'm saying. Oh man, um, Randy Orton and Rusev in a in, in a Rusev Day match. Oh, oh, oh. Caleb, I'm Rusev. Sorry. Caleb, I'm sorry I discriminated you so much this, this episode. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> Dude, I am used to it. I am used to it. Rant screams at me all the time. Oh, man. Um, Randy Orton and Rusev in a Rusev Day classic match. Um, these guys, um, it's been pretty entertaining uh, watching Rusev. Uh, I'll say that. It's always entertaining watching Rusev. He's, he's great. He's been great. Randy Orton, however, yeah. go away. Or turn heel, do yeah. something. He wants to. I don't know if you guys listen to Edge and Christian, but he said yes. he wants to turn heel. Yes. He always does some interview when he's a face, like, yeah, I want to turn heel. And and it's exactly what I said about old baby face Randy Orton in 2017. The shit's not going to work. It's going it's to flop. His pay-per-view matches, like, he got all the, the wrong opponents, you know, pretty much throughout the whole year. And he looked... Like, yeah, uh, I'm just going to show up. James, yep. this is your guy. But he's got... <laughs> he sure is. Look, all I'm going to say to you is, if you got put in a fuse with Bray Wyatt over, over you know, fake dead, uh, over a double turn, it didn't happen because, you, you know, you burned down a fucking uh, mausoleum or a grave site, and then you, you had a paper a, a title match at WrestleMania with, with maggots on the projections projected on the floor, and then you have a hostile horse match where you get beat by a dude that's, like, on a different brand, and, like, explain, explain to me this with the Bray Wyatt thing, right? So Bray Wyatt can teleport, yes? Yeah. Yes. Why the fuck did he teleport? Why did he have to steal Randy Orton's limo during the, during the um, House of Horrors match? Why did he just teleport to the ring? I'm right there with you. Am I, am I missing something here? I'm right. Well, no. he had, you know why he had to do that? Because Randy Orton couldn't teleport. So he had to make sure he took the car so Randy Orton had no way to chase him. But Randy Orton beat him there. I don't write Remember? this shit, man. I, I, I don't write this shit. <laughs> 
Yes, exactly. But basically, I'm going online for like, how fucking stupid all these Randy Orton feuds have been. Like the general Kali, like the the, the great Kali thing at at, um, at Battleground, where like Kali walks out there before and that. Pace. And like Randy Orton is inside, like, hey, let me like run, walk out from like the other side of the thing. Let me like try to beat uh, Kali over the top of this thing. Like, it's just, yeah, man. Like, also before that, from Sunday, a thirteen, a thirteen times uh, world champion uh, <laughs> loses a, a, the the same way on back to back pay per views like a dumbass. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I will say this though: you mentioned like. Randy Orton not having the right opponents at pay-per-view, but he has the right opponent right now. Like Rusev, if if you're a babyface, besides The Miz, there's not really, like, in my opinion, a better heel you can go up up against, especially if you're American. But, no, that's another subject in and of itself. Rusev is probably the best option that uh, Randy Orton has right now. You know, who else does he have? Dolph Ziggler? Jinder Mahal again? Baron Corbin? Oh, God, everyone wants to see Randy Orton against Baron Corbin. That's just Ooh. screaming of interest. Aiden English. Oh, you think it's funny. Watch that happen coming like January. <laughs> Randy Orton but versus Aiden English. Main, uh, but I think the main thing is, like, at this point, you have put him in so many bad, like, segments and views and television over the, over the last six, seven months that, like, a dude that is, you know... A dude that is a man of inter now feels like a fucking bottom of the mid card guy right now. Like, why should anyone give? Why should like literally? Why should anyone give a shit about a Rusev Orton feud? Like Rusev came back and immediately got his ass whooped by John Cena. Whooped. Why should anyone give a shit? I mean that that's a, a good point. I, that's a fair like, assessment. Like honestly, I, like if these I, like if these two didn't have their previous track record of success in WWE over the, over like the years or and even in Rooster's short career, like like these dudes would be treated like Ziggler right now. I mean, they're pretty oh, much yeah, right. treated like Ziggler right now. Absolutely, yeah, I agree. Um, I, I should rephrase that. Not that Rooster is the right opponent for Randy Orton right now. He is the best opponent that he like the best option he has, you know, whether or not that's a good to great option, you know, you know, we could discuss that, but he is literally the best option that Randy Orton has right now. And I'll, I'll stick by that to be perfectly honest with you, but yeah, it's an injustice, you know, just how like Rusev has been booked since his return and Randy Orton as well. But yeah, maybe this match is the start, start of them like just being able to d- decide their own fates in the ring. Um, since it's not a main event match that they have to kind of push an angle forward, maybe they can just go out there and just have a good match, which these guys are definitely capable of doing. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Keep in mind, Randy Orton. Randy Orton will not will quickly decide to not give a fuck in a heartbeat. And look, like the way this thing is going, like why should he give a fuck? Yep, um, that's where I'm at on it. Well, but uh, oh, I do want to say before we go on, uh, if there is any sense of justice in this world, Rusev will demolish this man. I'm just saying, <laughs> but that's not going to happen. Well, Orton's going to go over. Man- well, he did demolish him at SummerSlam and then lost in, like, seconds. No, I'm talking, like, he is going to, like, uh, what basically what Orton did to Shawn Michaels in 2007, He Rusev would do to Orton. 
Mm, Embarrass okay. him. Yes. Humble oh, that man. man. Humble that man. So, yes, that was our Hell in a Cell preview. Um, now we're going to talk about uh, WWE 2K18 uh, and their ratings for um, a lot of these guys. And I'm just going to go through the list, and we can uh, we can speculate on what they probably should have been rated. And I'm going to try to keep this fast-moving. So, um, But before we, we do that... Uh, Roman Reigns was rated 95 as the highest player player in the game. The Legends ratings have not been released yet, like a Rock or an Austin. So we don't know if Roman Reigns is the highest, you know, of all time that they have on there, right? But he does outrank, you know, all the guys that are the part-timers now, like uh, Triple H or Undertaker or Brock Lesnar or anything like that. Um, and I... It's basically stupid because, <laughs> because, like, if you're going to make this guy, like, well, we'll get to it. So, starting at a 75 is Aiden English. I don't have a problem with that. Guys? Whatever. Uh, that's about right, yeah. Okay, so we got AJ Styles next on the list as a 90 overall. So, in what world that... AJ Styles and Roman Reigns were both in 89 last year in the game, right? How in the blue fuck does Roman Reigns end up as a 95 this year and AJ Styles ends up as a 90? Well, let I'll me never ask you this, Rich. Did, did, did AJ Styles retire The Undertaker at WrestleMania? He did not. There you go. Huh. That's the difference. I guess. I, I guess that's worth five rating, rating points. Who knew? Um, Alexa Bliss is rated an when's eight. The, the, I got a question. When's the last time Roman Reigns was champion? Uh, Money in the Bank 2016. Yeah, summer 2016, yeah. So he was champion for like 70 days, and AJ was champion for like 100 and something days. All right, whatever. Like, it's a ridiculous rating, whatever. Who cares? I don't work on the game, James. It's it's not my fault. Alrighty. I, I'm not blaming you. I, I mean, Alexa Bliss is rated as an 85. No, no, no. Well, you gotta. Well, you have to give us context. Who else is like? Okay, so so Charlotte is also an 85. Nikki Bell is an 85. Naomi's an 85. Uh, I feel like Naomi should be moved back a little bit. Um... Natalia is 83, and Oscar's in 87, and Sasha Banks is in 84. What is Bailey? Bailey is in 83. 70. What was the number? 83. Okay, so I'm trying to figure this out. Like, why are the women, like, why is there, like, Rating curve so much lower than compared to the dudes, even though like the men and women don't wrestle, so it makes it doesn't fucking matter. Right. <laughs> I, I I don't know. I guess you know they. <sighs> this company. That's weird. Um, Alicia Fox, seventy four. Um, Alicia hasn't really done much, but bless her heart. Um, Apollo Cruz, eighty. I think that's kind of. 
What's Lana's number on this? Let's see. Lana does not have a rating, so she might not be a wrestler in it. She might just be a manager. What is Tamina? What is Tamina's? (laughs) I don't have a rating for Tamina either on here. Uh, Uh, Okay, what about Dana Brooks? Dana Brooks, 75. Hmm. Oh. I don't think Dana Bruce better is than Nia Jax in the game? Yeah, Nia Jax is in the game. Uh, Nia Jax is an 83. Maurice huh. is a 73. What is what is uh, Becky Lynch? Becky Lynch is an 83 as well. Uh, Carmella? Carmella is a 79. Now, I don't know how you can have that big a gap between Carmella and Alexa Bliss, personally, but... You know, these ratings are weird. They are very weird. Um, I mean, as you know, well, as you know, Alexa is a what four time, four or five time champion already. True, true. Uh, Baron Corbin is a, or excuse me, Oscar, as I mentioned, was eighty seven. Baron Corbin eighty four. Say that's about fair, right there. Big Cass, also in 84. I wrote a column contrasting those two guys. Uh, Pretty interesting. They end up with the same rating. Biggie, uh, 86. So, uh, hmm, you know, maybe you could have went a little higher with Biggie, but, you know, they, they, they want to keep him way at, you know. Uh, Big Show, 82. What? Yes. Have you. Okay. Oh, well, okay. So I understand, like, Big Show's not pushed or whatever, but, like,. Like he is the big fucking show, right? Like the big fucking maybe show. Maybe he can get a better rating at eighty two. I, I would think just based off like strength and you know whatever, it might go up a little higher. But he must be slow as molasses in the game. Like Big Show on his deathbed should still be like ranked like a like a high mid card just because he's the Big Show. Yeah. Um, Bo Dallas seventy five. Uh, That's a little high. A little high. That's funny. Yeah, it is a little high. Like I, I was thinking more like sixty-five to seventy-five, bro. Like, Bobby Roode, eighty-five. Um, so uh, wait, 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 hold on, hold on, hold on, Okay, so Oscar was the highest-rated woman at eighty-seven when like everybody, all the rest of the top women on the roster were eighty, were eighty-five, right? Yep. So Bobby Roode comes in, and he's rated below a tag team champion. Yep. What? Yeah. Um, Braun Strowman is rated an 88, which will get really interesting in a, in a, in a couple minutes. Um, Braun Strowman at least should be a 90, I feel like, in the game. He must be really slow it's as like, well. Now, I got one for you Roman here. Reigns, What's up? If Roman Reigns is an 85, if Roman Reigns is an 85, Braun Strowman should be like an 87. I'm sorry, it's a 90. If Roman Reigns is a 95, then Braun Strowman should be at least two points higher than him. He's whooped his ass all year. <laughs> um, Bray Wyatt. Bray Wyatt is an 85. That boy regular. He's below Big E. That's funny. That boy regular. Slow. <laughs> um, He's too low. Uh, Brock Lesnar, 93. Interesting, because Lesnar's always been taken care of in the ratings on the games. Uh, what do you guys make of that? Lesnar, not the highest um, rated guy. Yeah, I'm a little shocked. I figured 
honestly, I figured Lesnar would be the highest rated guy in the game. Probably at a 99, to be honest with you. Um, he should be the highest rated guy in the game. It, it's, I don't like, I don't know what the rationale is here. I'm not sure. Um, Cesaro. They penalized him for getting squashed by Colbert. Yeah, he had to lose a couple raise points. Uh, Cesaro is 86. It looks like he dropped uh, uh, from uh, last year where he was at 88. I don't know. I don't know about you guys, but I don't think Cesaro's gotten worse. Like <laughs> that's one thing I don't. I've never like. I've always had an issue with even in NBA 2K is the year to year ratings where dudes are clearly still in their prime and then they just drop them like two points or something. Like what are you doing? It makes no sense. Um, Chad Gable 81. I think that's a that's a tad bit low uh, for you know the the kind of guy and the, the move set that he'll have. Um, Charlotte, as we Jason mentioned, Jordan. No, Jason Jordan. We'll get there in a minute. Uh, looks like he was an eighty. So, they had game in front of Jason Jordan. Yep. Listen. What? I want Mr. Man. I want Mr. Man to. I want someone to tell Mr. Man that they did this on the video game, so he can like stop the release of the video game. <laughs> Be like, they did. They did what? God damn it! Get, get, Pull the get shit. Them on the phone. Pull it from the shelves. Pull it from the shelves. Now all of a sudden, all of a sudden, you hear that yeah, there's a three week delay on 2K18. All oh of a sudden, gosh. Yeah. Um. Let's see what else. Uh. Kurt Hawkins. Uh, 72, the lowest of the low. That might be even a little too high. That's too, that's too damn high. That man's on 120 something, on like 120 match losing streak or some shit like that. Crazy. Uh, Chris Jer- So if he's like the, if he's the he's lowest rated guy. In, yes. He's reverse he's the lowest. No, 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 no. He's the lowest rated guy in the game. And CM Punk was the lowest rated guy in UFC 2. Does that make Kurt Hawkins the CM Punk of WWE 2K18? No. <laughs> I thought you were going to say, I mean, I thought you were say does that mean that like, Kurt Hawkins is the, best, is the best in the world? Wow. <laughs> Chris Jericho is uh, 87. Uh, you know, advanced age Jericho. I mean, you know, there's nowhere to go but down. Um, Dean Ambrose, also an 88. Hmm, it's getting interesting. Um, I don't have a problem with that rating uh, for Ambrose. You, you could argue, uh, actually, that's just that's just right for Ambrose. Actually, uh, Dolph Ziggler, eighty three. So you know Ziggler is getting hampered out here in the game. Um, let's see who we got. Emma, seventy five. Woo, seventy five. Ten full points below Alexa, Alexa Bliss. What is Mickey James? Mickey James is an 80. Huh. Okay. Enzo Amore. A, a guy that, if I didn't know any better, I wouldn't know that he had any offensive moves. Um, I'm going to say 77. I'm going to guess 77. Maybe that's how we should do this. You guys should guess, and then I'll let you know the rating. So, Caleb, right, well, any uh, guesses? Yeah. Uh, I'm going to 1-up James here, and I'm going to say 78. What, is Parsons right? What are you doing? 74. James, you were closer. Well, we both went over, so no one so no one gets the prize here. 
Well, like the next time we do one, and I'm like, say something, I'd be too high. Like, watch Caleb be like, one dollar. <laughs> <laughs> and just a hate. Just a hate. Oh. Uh, yeah. Okay, 74. Okay, that, that seems appropriate. Yep. Uh, Eric yeah. Rowan, who cares? Um, <laughs> or excuse me, someone might care about the big red out there. So Eric Rowan's a 76. Um, Fandango. Fandango? Yeah. I'm going to have to say like 77-ish, 77 right? Caleb? 75. 79, actually. 75. 79, actually. Huh. Okay. Goldberg. Oh, he's got to be like a 92. You said what? 91. Yeah, he's got to be like a 92. 92. James gets it. Yes, Goldberg. Better than AJ Styles. I mean, you think anyone's ever gonna let in kayfabe let AJ Styles beat go, beat Brock Lesnar inside of two minutes? Because I damn sure don't. Unbelievable. Um, the next one, Gold Dust. Seventy-eight. Seventy-six, and it hurts my heart. You know, I love Gold Dust. Um. Heath Slater. You guys are going to be shocked at this one. That man is 85. James? Yeah, that's way too high. Uh, seven, seven, like, uh, say like a 79-ish. 81 for Heath Slater. That means he's better than Jason Jordan and is the same rating as Chad Gable. Who knew? Who knew? Um, the Usos. I- I think they added points for each kid he has. Wow. <laughs> wait, wait, hold on, hold on. The, man. They have the same rating? Both of them, yes. Both the Uso brothers have the same rating. Oh, I was going to, no, the way, you said awesome. Usos, the, way, the way you said the Usos, I was going to say, wait a second, they don't even have two players? You can't pick between Jimmy and Jay? <laughs> it's only a tag team. They like can only do tag matches. Yeah. Yes. Only t- or, or or yeah. Like you only tag matches. You ain't allowed to pick one or the other. That's funny. Uh, like, yeah. Which one is the one? Which one is the one that's married to Naomi? Jay or Jimmy? Jay should yeah, always Jimmy. be ready above him. Jay should always. Sorry, Jimmy. Yeah. Jimmy should always be rated above him, above uh, <laughs> Jay at all times, no matter what, by at least five points. <laughs> wow. Um. <laughs> Yeah, so it turns out they both got an 86 rating. Um, the most controversial one of them all, uh, Jinder Mahal. Jimmy, no, Jimmy should be so. Jimmy should be a 91. That's bullshit. Wow. <laughs> Jinder Mahal, 88. Jinder Mahal so should be an 80. This means this is after his push, right? Apparently, it totally has to be after. He's going to come into the game as the champion. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. So, 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 so Jeremy Hall has the same rating as Finn Balor. He has the same rating as Braun Strowman and Dean Ambrose. Is there anywhere in the free world in Samoa Joe? Uh, <laughs> is there anywhere in the free world where that makes any sense? 
I mean, kayfabe allows that, but that's about the only justification I can give. Uh, Well, according to WWE in India. (laughs) Yeah. Um, John Cena, uh, we we went through this earlier, was a 93, so he's the same as Brock Lesnar. Um, Kalisto, 75. This is a good one, James. Carl Anderson. Oh, wow. Uh, 75. Wow, you disrespect 79. That it's going to be 83, actually. Ew. Uh, Kevin Owens, we mentioned a couple minutes ago, has an 88 overall. Kofi Kingston. Say 84. 87. 85 for Kofi Kingston. Uh, Luke Gallows. I know his two. I, I know his speed rating should be a zero. That's what. <laughs> oh God. Uh. Uh. uh I guess eighty four. Um. He went eighty three actually. Okay. All right. So, um, what was Xavier's? So I'm. Xavier is 83. Huh, okay. So, uh, I'm, I'm just going to fly through a couple of these. Uh, we got Marie, or excuse me, uh, Luke Harper, 82, Marie, 73, Mickey James, 80, Mojo Raleigh, 80, Naomi, 85, um, Natalia, 83, Neville, 84. Big problem right there. Neville should be at least in 87. At least. Yeah, I would say 87. Nia Jax, 83. Nikki Bella, 85. R-Truth, 76. Uh, he's about 76 years old, too. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, Randy Orton, 90. Uh, him and AJ Styles share rating. Uh, Ro- Rhino, 81. Roman Reigns, 95. Yeah. Um, Rusev, 84. Sami Zayn. Caleb, I'd like you to take a guess, oh, sir. Oh, oh, is it? I'm going to guess uh, if this is an appropriate rating scale, an accurate rating scale, he is a 99. <laughs> <laughs> so he's a roster player? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. In the, okay, in the video game, I'm gonna say he's probably geez, the eighty eighty two. Yeah, that sounds about right. He actually uh eighty four for Sami Zayn. Oh okay. Yep, yep. Don't be kinks. Yep. So um Sam uh Samoa Joe mentioned earlier eighty eight, Sasha Banks eighty four, Seth Rollins ninety two, cover boy. So he he gets a superior rating to Randy Orton and AJ Styles. Um, Shane McMahon. Eighty-five. Close. Eighty-seven. Eighty-four. So Shane McMahon and Sami Zayn are the same guy. Caleb, how does that make you feel? I mean, you know, in the eyes of uh, some of the uh, idiots out there, 
they would probably see that as accurate. So, yeah. I mean, I'm not going to get too butthurt over a video game rating, you know, for obvious reasons. But, yeah, whatever, you know. It's inaccurate, but okay. Yeah, man. Um, Seamus, 85. So, Seamus and Bray Wyatt. Um, and looks like Bobby Roode and all the, the top women, or except Asuka, are on that 85 scale. Um, Shinsuke Nakamura. Uh, that dude's an 89. Bingo. 88. 89 for Nakamura. So they put him over the rest of the main eventers. They put him there at 89 with Undertaker and Triple H. So, yeah. Undertaker is also 89. Triple H is 89. Um, the Miz. Oh, 80. Fucking like 80. 80. 85, probably. Yep, 85, I would think so. We're going to go 87 on The Miz. So they showed The Miz some love a little bit. That's good. Uh, Titus O'Neil. It was real real nice of him to show show Johnny Cage some love on the fighting video game. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Titus O'Neil. Ooh, 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 ooh. is that how he does it? Uh, (laughs) um, It looks like he That's it. That's it. 77 for for Mr. O'Neal. Uh, Ty Dillinger, 80. Tyler Breeze, 79. Xavier Woods, 83. Zack Ryder, 81. So, they have not released the Legends or the DLC guys or the like the NXT pack that has Johnny Gargano, Aleister Black, Drew McIntyre, those guys. They have not been released yet, but when they are, we will be sure to go over uh, those ratings. What are your impressions on these? I mean, it it starts from the top. Like, why is the top guy not a 99? And, uh, I mean, okay, that's whatever. I don't have a huge opinion on this. I'm, I'm not, you know, too impressed by the ratings I gave. You know, there might be some discrepancies there, but, you know, that's whatever. Well, I, I, I would agree that, you know, they don't need to make him a 99 because I'm looking at it how they do 2K. Like, if we know Jordan's a 99, like the all-time Jordan, we know LeBron gets an all-time 99 rating, Kobe gets like an all-time 98, Wilt gets like an all-time 98. If they're going to have Roman Reigns slotted right now, like as a 95, like I don't have a problem with that. But the thing is, they need to make sure, like when they put Austin in the game, when they put The Rock from like 2000, that those guys are like 98, 99, just so it all makes sense. And then they put years on those guys. Otherwise, we're left with bullshit. Well, they do normally put years with guys. Okay. Yeah, I just, um, I just don't get it. Like, they're all over the place. Um... Like, I don't understand the women being, like, like, their grading curve is so much lower than the dudes when it's, like, they're they're never going to, you can't put them in the ring against the men anyway, so who gives a shit? Just give them the right, their, their equal number. You know right. what I'm saying? Like, it's, it's really weird. I, like. Like, how, you know, how but, is it Oscar you know, 99? That's a great point. She literally like, never lost. You know. Unde- look, undefeated. Yeah. Never lost. <laughs> LeVar Ball. Okay, so if you ask me, like, what I want my WrestleMania main event to be um, right now, 
Like it would it would damn sure not be you no know, Brock Lesnar versus Roman Reigns. Like it would be Oscar versus Ronda Rousey to main event uh, WrestleMania. And I, I you know, but whatever. That's just me, I guess. So like, you know, I, I can't really be you know fair when it comes to the Oscar thing because Oscar's so damn awesome. Like I can't. I can't <laughs> So, so basically, James was telling that. y'all that he done traded in his uh, his hugger uh, stuff for the, for the Empress of Tomorrow. No, I have not. I have not. But that I mean, man has I, got all. I, he has know, quit that narcotic. I, I know. I, but like, I, I'm not off that narcotic. You just, I know, I know someone's been killed and like can't recover. So like, or not, not. I don't know that. But like, someone be killed and recover. You can't be there. You know. I'm just resigned to the fate of like this person has been in the game to them and will never do right by this person. And uh, yeah, instead of like wasting mental energy on that, you know, it's you know, it's still appreciation for Bailey. I still pop when she comes out myself, but that's just not what it is. Like she, they don't care. Like she, she separated her shoulder and got, and if she had a title shot and she said her she came back and immediately beat her. In a, in a multi-match where there was a, there was drama uh, in the match. So I was like, all right, well, she's dead now. That's over. Nothing to do now. What can we do to rehabilitate, rehabilitate this one? You know, you clearly want her where she's at, you know? Yeah, man. Um, yeah, but that, that's pretty much going to wrap up, you know, our show this week. Uh, what did you guys think about the 2K ratings? Let us know. Leave us a, a rating. Um, leave us five stars. We like those. Uh, make sure you guys check out the Wrestling Squared Circle. I'm also uh, back to writing full time. Um, I have recently put out uh, a MVP column. You know, saying it's wide open this year uh, for for who it could be. Um, pretty interesting. Uh, you guys should check that out. And. Um, trying to think what else uh make sure you guys check out the smc podcast caleb are you still there or do we have some technical difficulties with him looks like his video dropped no no i am still here you are still there awesome uh caleb can you let everyone know where to find you at you can find me on twitter at smc underscore cal b also you can follow the podcast the smc podcast for those of you that don't know for the month of october we are doing a little bit of a tournament format with some polls called Brock Cooper, and we are ranking all of Brock Lesnar's pay-per-view matches since he's returned. And we're doing this in tournament format to determine what the favorite of Brock Lesnar has been since he came back. It's a fun little thing, and we have a consistent amount of voters, and that's awesome. And we're on five right now. Today we are judging the Cooper matches. Caleb, I'm gonna cut you off because you've gotten super robotic here. He basically was saying, um, you know, if you guys didn't make that out, uh, they're running a tournament called Brocktober on the SMC uh, podcast Twitter. Um, it's a cool little voting thing they're doing. Uh, it's real easy. I voted on a couple of them myself, and um, that's pretty much. You know, we're having some technical difficulties, so I'm gonna go ahead and just wrap it up here. Um, thank you guys for listening. Um, you know, for this long, and let us know what you're gonna, what you think about the pay per view. Peace.
BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same-game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C.